0: Good morning, Orlando. Tuesday morning at six o'clock. We're glad you've joined us for our first look at Orlando's news, weather and traffic here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger.
1: And I'm Deborah Roberts, and our top stories this morning, all senators are invited to the White House for a briefing on North Korea, and we've got a state budget stalemate. We'll have the details coming up in one minute.
0: Yep, and I'll tell you who's to blame for that big mess in Tallahassee. It's next on Good Morning Orlando.
1: Good Tuesday morning at 601 oh, on News Radio 1025 the White House is asking all 100 senators this week to meet about the tense situation with North Korea the midweek briefing will be conducted by top intelligence and defense officials along with Secretary of State Rex Tillerson hosting a White House luncheon with UN ambassadors yesterday president Trump called North Korea a quote real threat to the world Trump said many nations have had blinders on for decades when it comes to North Korea. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. In the meantime, the New York City area is conducting drills this week to determine the re- the region's readiness for a possible nuclear attack. The federal exercise is called Operation Gotham Shield and its testing response to a theoretical 10,000 ton nuclear blast over New York and New Jersey. Now, FEMA says this exercise has been in the planning stages for a year and is not a reaction to recent tensions between the U.S. and North Korea. But it certainly does not instill a sense of uh, calm.
0: I'm going to tell you, well, North Korea never instills a sense of calm, but that, that'll that really get your yeah. attention up in metropolitan New York area. That harkens back to the mentality of the Cuban Missile Crisis I remember as a kid, and that was positively frightening.
1: Yeah, it is. Uh, president Trump is ready to back down on getting funding for his border wall this week. In a meeting with conservative news outlets, the president said the fight over paying for the wall along the border with Mexico can wait until September. Funding for the wall is at the center of a battle between Democrats and Republicans in Congress that could cause a government shutdown this week. The federal government runs out of money at week's end if a funding extension isn't passed.
0: We're going to find out how Central Florida feels about Trump's support for his own wall crumbling before our eyes. We'll be taking calls later on in this hour, Deb.
1: I know another story uh, you may be talking about today, Bud, is that two inmates in Arkansas are dead in the first double execution in over a decade and a half. Marcel Williams was put to death by lethal injection after Jack Jones last night. Now, Williams's execution was temporarily halted for a while because of claims that Jones's execution was torturous. The two are among eight inmates Arkansas planned to execute before a lethal injection drug expires at the end of the month. Several of those prisoners have received stays of execution. Arkansas has another execution scheduled for Thursday. In the Sunshine State, Florida State House Speaker Richard Corcoran is promising uh, is proposing rather a continuation budget for the fiscal year that starts July first. If that happens, current spending levels would stay the same with no cuts and no new spending. The proposal comes as negotiations between the House and Senate are at a stalemate. The first round of negotiations between the two legislative bodies broke down on Sunday. And there are only two weeks left in the session, technically not even that long, about 10 days, but they're still $4 billion apart.
0: Yeah, and we'll tell you where this all may wind up. And I've got some very strong feelings about exactly who's to blame here. And I'll i will see if anybody agrees with me momentarily, Deb.
1: In local news, operations at Orlando International Airport are back to normal after yet another breakdown of the airport's brand-new tram forced delays of more than a dozen flights. The tram connecting airside Terminal 3 stopped functioning between 10 and just after 11 o'clock yesterday morning. No passengers, thankfully, were on board the disabled vehicle, but it is the third such breakdown of the tram in the last week. And finally, state wildlife officials in Apopka are warning residents to stay away from a monkey on the loose. A wild rhesus macaque was spotted yesterday near Max and Me Jamaican restaurant on Michael Gladden Boulevard near Central Avenue after a similar animal was seen over the weekend in the same area. Officials with the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission are telling local residents not to approach the animal that may be feral and to give them a call if the animal is seen again. And I saw a lot of news reports yesterday, Bud, that were talking about the fact that really shouldn't even look at the monkey. And the problem with this particular animal is because it is a monkey, and although there's a there's a tribe or a, a group of rhesus macaques that live north of us in Silver Springs, about an hour north, so mm-hmm. they're wondering, how did this monkey make it 60 miles down to a Apopka? Right. So we don't normally see monkeys. And a woman and her daughter over the weekend saw it, and they were taking videos and pictures. But to a monkey, um, direct eye contact for a lot of animals that's a threat. That's that's a direct challenge when you stare at an animal in the eye.
0: No kidding. So no.
1: that's why it makes it dangerous. If you see this monkey in a popka is as tempting as it is to whoop out your phone and start taking videos and sure. maybe a selfie. You've got to understand the animal world and how he's going to see your approach. And they've got teeth as big as a dog. You do oh not my. want to take a monkey on. They're extremely, extremely powerful and they can deliver a very, very dangerous bite.
0: Deb knows what she's talking about, and if you're faithful followers of her uh, Sunday afternoon show, Animal House, at 3 o'clock on WFLA, you know that to be true. I was going to ask you about another word, and thank you for the pronouncer on the monkey, macaque, right? Macaque. Yeah, um, when macaque. you say it may be feral, what does that mean? I hear about feral cats. You know, cats are living in the wild. What does that mean? Feral just means wild. There, okay. there is no
1: domestication whatsoever. Right. Yeah. But I, I think it's you know they're they're giving the title feral to a monkey where it's really you just if you don't know the animal's behavior, you can yeah. incur a lot of uh, right. a, a lot of pain and injury if you don't understand you know. Yeah. Because yeah. th- that that, aunt, that that monkey started charging that mother and her daughter.
0: Yeah, well, don't invite the monkey over for a family photo. Yeah, you know, exactly. At the very least. That, no selfies stuff. with the monkey. Thank you very much. Yeah. Good stuff, Deb. Thank you. Important.
1: WFLA yep. News Time 607. Yep. Check out News Radio 1025, WFLA's 50,000-watt front porch logo contest at 1025wfla.com. Prizes and bragging rights if yours is the one that is chosen. But hang tight. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now.
0: News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Henninger and Deborah Roberts on News Radio 1025. All right, now that we've gotten through some pretty serious monkey business with the Debmeister, Meister, <laughs> oh, we got Yaffe in the control room, and we are wired and ready to go. We're going to be focused on the budget impasse in Tallahassee in just a moment. Who do I blame? I blame those conservatives who are really liberals in the Florida Senate. And yes, yes... I blame we the people. I'll explain why in a moment. Good morning, Orlando. Launching from the Frontgate Realty Studio on a Tuesday morning. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. All of this and much, much more here in just two minutes, along with an update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. We are glad you're with us. Good Tuesday morning, Orlando. Got a little context for you. My little tirade about what's going on with the Florida budget impasse in Tallahassee. I looked up some stats. The growth of government at the federal level, we all know, is completely out of control. You know, we're going to have to raise the debt limit again. We're to avoid a government shutdown, which will happen this weekend. We're $20 or so in the hole. Um, I mean, it, it threatens the entire future of this country as we have known it. The debt, okay? And nobody wants to do anything about it because people are just totally dependent on government in alarming numbers, and all they want is more and more, and bigger government costs more, and it's money we don't have. And we've got kind of a mini version of that happening right here in the Sunshine State. I looked up some stats. Yaffe, I think you'll find this interesting. From about 1995 to 2015, the Florida population doubled. But... The budget of the state of Florida went up by a factor of more than six times. It was a $12 billion budget in about 1995. By 2015, it was $77 billion. It's now up over $80 billion. If the Florida Senate gets its way, we will spend $85 billion next fiscal year to run the state of Florida. Kudos to the conservatives in the House for doing what they can to at least hold the line. As a matter of fact, they have passed a budget which is actually less than the $82 billion budget Governor Scott signed last year. This budget passed by the House last weekend, last Thursday, 81.2 bill. Still too big as far as I'm concerned, but at least they're holding the line. The problem is... The Senate, it's controlled by Republicans, and they will tell you they're conservative Republicans, but you know, you shall know them by their fruit, the Bible says, right? And they don't govern like conservatives. They passed an $85 billion budget laden with pork and special projects for the representatives to be able to curry favor with the voters back home. Now we got to get these two reconciled because the only thing the Constitution of the state of Florida requires a legislature to do is to pass a budget, and it has to be balanced. That's the law at the state level. It's what we need at the federal level. We wouldn't be $20 trillion in the hole. But at any rate, the budget's got to be passed by July 1st. The session ends a week from Friday, the 5th of May. We may have to extend it. We may have a special session after they adjourn but i'll tell you the uh, house speaker richard corcoran really called him out in the senate he said of the senate president joe negrin and his chief budget writer senator jack Ladvala from a clearwater i'm dealing with nancy pelosi and bernie sanders there's not a conservative bone in their bodies They call themselves conservatives, they're not. And can I tell you, I blame the liberals who are real, that's what the conservatives are in the Senate, Yaffe, but I also blame we the people. Why? Because, and it may not be you, but it's the vast majority of people in this state or government wouldn't continue to grow the way it's grown, okay, and cost more and more and get bigger and bigger. The vast majority of people want bigger government. They don't care how much it costs, and they're hoping somebody else beside them will pay for it. So I blame the conservatives who are really liberals in the Senate. And I blame an alarming number of we the people here in the state of Florida for this mess. The House is going to pass, it looks like, a what they call a, um, a take-it-or-leave-it continuation budget. Uh, the same spending plan as we're dealing with this year, and just take it to the Senate and say, take it or leave it, and we'll see whether or not it gets reconciled or whether or not we have to go into overtime to get this done. That's where I am on the budget. If you want to weigh in on it, 407 916 That's where I place the blame, and I think I am on the money. You may agree or see it another way. That's the beauty of the 50,000-watt front porch, Four zero seven nine one six 5,400 if you want to talk. And if you don't want to talk, but you want to be heard another way, our text line, 23680. More on the wall in a moment, but Gaffey, good conservative that you are, my executive producer, do I have it right on where the blame lies with this budget impasse in Tallahassee with conservatives who call themselves conservatives but are really more liberal in the legislature, particularly the Senate? And the appetite by too many Floridians for government handouts and programs that cost money.
2: Yeah, and you made a good point comparing it to the federal level. It's exactly the problem in the federal level. It's the same on the local level. We elect these people that say they're conservative Republicans, yet when they get in office, they don't act like conservative Republicans. The fact that the budget has increased six times, but the population has only doubled.
0: Right. That's... That, to me, says it all. It sure does. And one of our uh, texters weighed in on that and reacted to it. Yaffe, what do you have there?
2: Well, yeah, he said he thinks the scariest thing about the budget is he thinks the next step will be creating a state tax to fund this outrageous state budget. Oh, God help us. Yeah, and we forget, you know, that's why Florida became so prosperous and so successful. Because we had small government, we had no state income tax, and we had a good economy and an environment that created good economic growth. And now we're going away from that with this kind of stuff. So it's
0: it's frustrating. The only thing saving us is the Florida Constitution requires that the budget be balanced every year. Otherwise, right. we'd now, by now, guarantee you, be in the state equivalent of the mess the federal government is in.
2: Yeah, it looks that way.
0: There's no You're doubt right. about it. Let's talk about the wall right now. We gave you the headline here a moment ago. It's like President Trump is backing away from going to the mat for the wall or to the wall for the wall, if you will. Man, this was a cornerstone of his campaign. I guess he's going to settle for something in the budget um, that they passed this weekend, uh, the the, the spending bill to keep us functioning that will be about border security, but it's not going to be specific to the wall. And you know what bothers me, Yaffe, is I'm seeing crumbling support for this wall. It's not just the Democrats inalterably opposed to it. In their in their in their great quest to just destroy Trump in his presidency at every turn, uh, a lot of Republicans are backing away from it. And the Wall Street Journal did an interesting study uh, just a couple of days ago. They surveyed the members of Congress, House and Senate, from the states along the southern border where the wall would be constructed, and they could not get one member of Congress from there, Republican or Democrat, to come out publicly in favor of the wall. Some didn't want to talk about it. Some were opposed to it. What is going on here? We need this wall to stop illegal immigrants from coming into this country. The flow is down now because they know they're not welcome here. But these things ebb and flow. We don't need illegal immigrants in this country stealing our jobs and tapping our social services. We need the drug traffic stopped. And we need any terrorists who want to come through our open border shut down and shut out. This needs to happen. I think what's going on here is along those border states, you've got lawmakers from both parties in Congress, Yaffe, who won't come out in favor of the wall, getting pressure from lobbyists... On the Republican side, it's, hey, we don't want the wall because we want the cheap labor, you know, from big business. We want the cheap labor in here. Democrats, we don't want the wall because we want to bring in the illegals We want to let them tap into our system and remind them who's getting all the social services and who's on the way to legal status and citizenship, and then remind them when it is election time and turn those into Democrat votes. I think that's what's going on here with the crumbling support for this wall. Now, let me ask you. Many of you loved Trump for this in the campaign trail. It is what separated him early on from everybody else. He earned your support with his unaltering commitment to building this wall. And now his commitment is crumbling and support across party lines seems to be crumbling for the reasons I cited. Do you feel sold out? Where are you on the crumbling support for the wall You're next. Call me at 407-916-5400, text line 23680. As you may be able to detect in the tone of voice, I am not happy. What say you? Deb's going to start us off with a news update here and something that neither of us can recall ever seeing before.
1: And that is the White House is hosting all 100 senators this week to discuss that tense situation with North Korea. This is a Senate briefing con- convened by
3: the majority leader, not a White House briefing.
1: We are just serving as the the location. Still it is fairly unprecedented. White House spokesman Sean Spicer said the briefing will be conducted by top intelligence and defense officials along with Secretary of State Rex Tillerson. Spicer also noted that China has been very helpful in dealing with the North Korean crisis. President Trump has been pressuring China to do more to get the North to behave. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The politicians in Tallahassee are bickering over a new gambling law in Florida, and that's an improvement, believe it or not, because they're actually talking with each other. It looked bad last week when lawmakers canceled their meetings on the gaming law, but Senator Bill Galvano says they're back on track.
4: There's a lot to discuss in a lot of, a lot of areas, and I, I do believe that we are in a position where we can make progress and be successful as a conference committee.
1: And Representative Jose Diaz says they still have time to make a deal.
2: Obviously, time is running out, uh, but we are still early enough in session where I think that we can be productive and uh, do a
0: good deal for the state of Florida.
1: Diaz says they'll have a response to the Senate's latest offer later this week. The legislative session is supposed to end next Friday. The now vacant South Florida Senate seat will stay that way for the rest of the legislative session. South Florida State Senator Frank Artilla apologized, then resigned last week because of a racist and sexist rant against fellow lawmakers. Governor Scott will set a date for a special election to fill the District 40 seat in the next few months. Governor Scott is traveling to Argentina this week In the meantime, on a trade mission, it was organized by Enterprise Florida, the state's embattled economic development agency. During the trip, Governor Scott will be meeting with Argentina's President Mauricio Macri. They'll discuss trade opportunities which could lead to more jobs in Florida. But in the meantime, the CEO of Chinese e-commerce giant Alibaba is making good on his promise to open China to U.S. small businesses. The program Jack Ma will launch today is expected to give a million small American businesses access to the Chinese market. Alibaba operates online marketplaces that connect buyers and sellers. Wow, that's huge. That is. That is. They're expecting that. And he came through. You can get these stories and more at 1025WFLA.com. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando continues now.
0: I think that might stem from a visit uh, to Trump Tower last fall during the campaign by Jack Ma. He was hanging out with uh, with uh, then-candidate uh, uh, Trump. I think that's where this may have come from. I'll have
1: the bargains and deals are made. And, I, you know, of course, yeah. Gina Cervetti will have more for us, I'm sure. Well, I don't
0: know what she's going to talk about that, but she's not all that well. far geographically from Trump Tower. Joining us from the New York City Bloomberg Newsroom with a Bloomberg Business Report. Good Tuesday morning, Gina.
5: Well, good morning to you.
0: I heard you tapping away on your keyboard, so I know (laughs) we're going to be up to date. How about we start with the stock report?
5: Sure. Well, we have the stock futures higher, indicating a higher Wall Street open this morning. And this would follow a rally yesterday. Stocks gained just over 1% to start the week. We saw financial shares rallying after some investor relief from the uh, French election results, the second round of voting there. The Dow jumped 216 points to 20,764. The S&P added 25 to 2374. The Nasdaq rose 73 points to a new record, of 59.84.
0: And Bloomberg is going to have their eyes on some big companies um, offering their earnings and economic reports today. What can you tell us on that, Gina?
5: We have earnings today from Coca-Cola, Caterpillar, 3M, McDonald's, AT&T, and Texas Instruments, among others. We get reports today on home prices, new home sales, and consumer confidence.
0: And some pretty dirty, dirty dealing by Wells Fargo, one of the big banks here. A lot of investors not happy, and I guess they get their say, right?
5: They do. Wells Fargo leaders have been chastened by protesters, regulators, and Congress. And now the shareholders will have their say. Today at their meeting near Jacksonville, investors will decide whether to gut the board, object to executive payouts, or demand more changes after authorities found employees opened legions of unauthorized accounts for customers. On Sunday, early balloting was said to show that some board members are at risk of failing to draw majority support.
0: And um, a couple of big time drug companies are under the gun and they are going to have to defend themselves at a trial. And that's about to start, right? hmm
5: The first trial is underway, accusing Johnson & Johnson and Bayer of hiding flaws in the blood thinner Xarelto. A New Orleans jury is hearing the case involving the drug, which is jointly developed by the two companies. They're facing more than 18,000 U.S. patient suits blaming the blood thinner for internal bleeding. And FDA data also shows that the medication has been linked to at least 370 deaths. Patient attorneys say that J&J and Bayer officials should have warned consumers that they could be tested to gauge their Xarelto bleed-out risk. The two companies stand behind the drug as safe and effective.
0: Yeah, and it's been so heavily advertised, and the late Arnold Palmer was one of the leading spokesmen here. We had him on the air all the time. Of course, he was an Orlando resident before his death last year.
5: It is Bayer's biggest seller.
0: Ah, no kidding, even to this day. Very interesting, and we'll follow it closely Finally, things are a little bit uh, dicey out in Hollywood. What's going on out there?
5: The writers seeking higher pay and benefit protection have authorized a strike against the major networks and studios, setting the stage for a walkout like the one that cost more than $2 billion almost a decade ago. Negotiators are scheduled to resume talks today. Now, while TV production has soared with the advent of streaming and money pouring into original cable shows, the writers say the changes are leaving them with less and not more. For example, shorter seasons mean less money if the writers are bound exclusively to one program. The producers say the Guild is making too many demands. Media giants, including Disney, are represented by the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers, and that group has proposed a few solutions including exempting writers from exclusive commitments to a given show
0: this will be very interesting because without the writers you got no show right gina that's right (laughs) (laughs) no question about that we'll see how it plays out gina servetti bringing us the daily bloomberg business report live from new york city gina thank you we'll catch you tomorrow morning
5: all right bud have a great day
0: thank you you as well you as well um all right so during the campaign for a lot of you Building that border wall is what locked you into the candidacy of Donald Trump. Now he's the president. Now he's backing away from rock-solid commitment to the wall. There doesn't seem to be any support for it among the Democrats in Congress, and frankly, pretty spotty support for it among Republicans in Congress. How do you feel about that? Do you feel sold out, or is the wall no longer... As important to you as it once was. Let me take the temperature, the best audience in talk radio on this. I'm not happy about what's going on with the wall. I think we need it for many, many reasons I have cited repeatedly. And now I see the support crumbling and even from the president himself. I want to know how you Trump backers feel about that. 407-916-5400 407 916 5400 is my number, and I've got room on the 50,000 watt front porch for you and room for your text messages as well at 23680 Let's talk border wall. That in Orlando's news weather and traffic in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm pretty good, Yaffe, at predicting what kind of feedback I'm going to get when I call for phone calls on a topic. I would have thought we would have had every light lit on the 50,000-watt front porch, all the lines on fire, asking for people to tell me how they feel about the fact that President Trump is backing away from a rock-solid commitment to get funding for the wall and the upcoming um, uh, spending plan that has to be passed to keep the government fully open this weekend. But apparently he's not going to do that, delay, try to get funding into maybe September And lawmakers along the southern border, Republicans and Democrats, are not publicly willing to support the wall? What's going on here? I have to believe a lot of Trumpsters feel sold out, but maybe they don't care anymore. They'd be calling 407-916-5400. What are your thoughts on that, Yaffe? And after you tell me that and work the phones for us, I want you to check that text line as well.
2: Uh, yes. I I think the main reason he's doing this is because he doesn't want a government shutdown in his 100 days.
0: And it would be on his 100th day. Exactly. Yeah, I I, I think you're right. I think he's in a vice there, but I hope he's not, you know, cooling off on this thing. You know, he's been pretty good about trying to stay on top of the things he promised the voters. You know, the only thing was he said he was going to appoint a special investigator to go after Hillary. And when he bailed on that, I began to really worry. But other than that, he's been pretty good. Go ahead.
2: Uh, yeah, on the text line, bud, one person says, shut the government down. The people that voted for Trump won't care. So there you go. Another mm. person uh, says he's not wavering on the wall. He's negotiating on multiple fronts at once. Just like Obamacare repeal, the wall is coming back.
0: Yeah, and we got tax reform coming and everything else. Supposed to be tax cuts announced tomorrow. We'll see. There's a lot going on. There's no question about it. I'm not being too tough on the president, I hope you feel here. But it really concerned me, the idea that this was such a cornerstone of his campaign and attracted so many people to him, including me, early on. The idea that uh, he'd back away from this. Uh, again, I just hope it's just because of the situation he's in right now coming up to the uh, to the deadline this week. 407-916-5400. Um, I'll tell you what, we got to hit a break here. Yaffe's screening calls were a little bit shorthanded. And I do want to make some time for this. I also have to tell you about uh, this effort to ban dodgeball because it fosters bullying. Oh, my God. The wussification of our kids knows no end, doesn't it? However, we have good news on that front, and stay tuned. It concerns the game of dodgeball, which I remember playing fondly. Man, I could whip that ball. They were scared to death of the young bud man. (laughs) I love dodgeball turn you into a man 407-916-51 but bud man it's just it it fosters bullying and the big kids gang up on a little and it's just an awful f- oh please stay with me let's pick up a couple of phone calls right now on the fifty thousand watt front porch um on the uh on trump's wall that even he seems to be backing away from at least for now art is in melbourne good morning from brevard county art Good morning, Art. Not happening, Yaffe. I'm going to put him on hold. Let's jump down to Andy in Titusville. Hello, Andy. What's going on with the phones, Yaffe? We got problems? We got some technical difficulties here. Yep. All right. I'm not sure exactly what's going on there, and I'm sorry, folks. You're calling, and I can't seem to take your calls. Um. All right. Let me try it again. Art, can you hear me in Melbourne? We're dead in the water. I'm so sorry. I am so very sorry. We'll try to make some time for this a little bit later on. I know the topic will come up again. We got a technical glitch going. Technical gremlins. I don't know. Maybe that monkey got into the wiring. Not sure exactly what's going on there. I can tell you what's going on in Louisiana. There's been an effort afoot by just a couple of dozen teachers and educators to ban statewide the playing of dodgeball in schools because it fosters bullying, because the big kids can throw the ball harder and it hurts. Oh, please! Do you ever play dodgeball in school? I loved it. What a way to blow off steam! What fun that game is! Yaffe's played played dodgeball. I'm sure you've played dodgeball. Well, anyway. The Louisiana Board of Elementary and Secondary Education has rejected the ban. And I am so glad to be able to report that. Again, it was suggested that dodgeball needed to be banned in school because it was, it was it, all part of their effort to reduce bullying. That they felt like they needed to put a statement in there about human target games. Here's what they said, those trying to ban dodgeball, and it failed, and that's the good news, you know, because uh, we got enough wussification of our kids. Human target games like dodgeball and drills that promote aggressive behaviors by attacking and overpowering other humans are not to be permitted. Now they're going to set their sights on changing the ball, Yaffe. In some places, they're no longer playing with that traditional pinkish, reddish dodgeball that's been used for generations. They're using Nerf dodgeballs, Yaffe. What have we come to? Nerf dodgeballs? Well, then, because it doesn't hurt, it doesn't leave any red marks or anything, and it, and 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 you don't feel as bullied with a Nerf dodgeball hitting you. I mean, please, you know
2: how but, are we, how are we ever going to win a war? In I the don't future? know. <laughs> That's the mentality. scary thing. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's we crazy. better,
0: but I hope by the time all these wimps get out there with uniforms on, that we got robots fighting for us. Jeez, yes. I'm telling you.
2: That's what, that's what they're going to want.
0: Yeah, Yaffe, yeah, what's going on with the phones? Are we dead in the water here, or what? You can't tell? All right, let me take one more shot at this. Frank and Deltona, good morning. No, I can't. Oh, my goodness. What are we going to do? I got hot topics from one end of the show to the other, and I cannot believe that we can't make the phones work. Please don't give up on us. And, again, a lot of you don't call. You just listen. But I know you enjoy the callers as much as I do. A lot of shows don't take phone calls. We take them, and I welcome them, particularly those who don't agree with me. That's when talk radio gets really, really interesting and illuminating. Don't you agree? Well, stay with us on that score. we got to get into this Ann Coulter story here. They're trying to shut her out of um, this bastion of liberalism. And one time considered to be the, the, the birthplace of the free speech movement, Uber-liberal Berkeley University out in California. Ann Coulter wants to speak there, and they're trying to make it impossible for her to do it. Now the lawsuits are flying. Ann is still going. You'll hear from her and some unlikely allies. Are you with me? Guess who's supporting conservative firebrand Ann Coulter? Would you believe Uber liberals, Bill Maher, and Bernie Sanders? That's one of the more remarkable things I've ever had to say. Support for Ann Coulter from Marr and Sanders, who want her to be able to speak at Berkeley. The pressure is on. Stay with us. All right. um, Stay tuned at the top of the hour. And every hour... Still further notice, for your opportunity to fatten your wallet to the tune of $1,000 cash in our Make Your Wallet Great Again texting contest, top of the hour just before Deb brings us the news, you'll hear the key word, and you need to text the key word to be in the running. Somebody's got to win the grand, and it might as well be you. It's our final week of our fabulous 50,000-watt front porch contest. Um, We call the show the 50,000-watt front porch, have for years. This is where we all gather like in the old front porch days to talk things out, the issues of the day, agree or disagree, and uh, it's a wonderful tradition. What does the 50,000-watt front porch look like in your mind's eye? I have a clear picture, but I can't win the prizes because I work for the station, okay? But you can, and we have fabulous prizes. We're going to have this contest running until this Sunday, the 30th, and we will draw a winner next Tuesday, May 2nd on Good Morning Orlando. Get those fabulous prizes and and an opportunity to have your depiction of the 50,000-watt front porch used in future WFLA station promotions. Just go to 1025wfla.com, keyword porch, click on the home page and upload your graphic or a picture of your artwork. Enter today. Can't wait to see what you come up with depicting the 50,000-watt front porch. Deborah Roberts with our news at the top of the hour. All senators heading to the White House for a briefing on North Korea, and the CDC says the opioid abuse epidemic might actually be worse than we had believed. The very latest on this important story and all the news with my partner and co-host Deborah Roberts. Coming up here at the top of the hour. Good morning, Orlando. It's 6.59 now. Good morning, Orlando. On the top of the morning to you on a beautiful Tuesday here at 7 o'clock as we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger.
1: And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning, Senators head to the White House for a briefing on North Korea. And the CDC says the opioid abuse epidemic might be underestimated. We'll have those details coming up in one minute.
0: Free speech rights in the crosshairs as conservative Ann Coulter heads for Berkeley the latest next on Good Morning Orlando.
1: the Tuesday morning at 7:03 on News Radio 102.5, the White House announced Monday that it would host an unusual private briefing on North Korea for the entire Senate. Press Secretary Sean Spicer told reporters that the lawmakers would be briefed Wednesday by several senior administration officials, including Secretary of State Rex Tillerson and Defense Secretary Jim Mattis. He emphasized that the meeting plan had been convened by Senate leadership and that the White House was merely serving as the location. Yet, per The Washington Post... The White House setting perplexed lawmakers who have grown accustomed to such briefings taking place in a secure location on Capitol Hill where there's more room to handle such a large group. It is 100 senators, after all. Past administrations have often held briefings for smaller groups of about two dozen or fewer lawmakers in the White House Situation Room. But they have traditionally sent high-level aides to Capitol Hill to hold discussions with larger groups in secure underground locations.
0: Might be President Trump wants the home court advantage, Deb, huh?
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting to find out what yeah. the uh, reasoning is behind it. Yep. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The nation's opioid abuse epidemic might be even worse than people think. New research by the CDC suggests the total number of deaths from opioid abuse might be underestimated. Latest figures show that 91 people die from opioid overdose every day. In a report presented Monday, CDC researchers said autopsy reports on people who are prescribed opioids for pain sometimes note only the immediate cause of death, but don't mention opioid use. In the meantime, some local veterans are becoming indirect victims of the opioid epidemic. VA hospitals in Tampa and St. Petersburg and other parts of the Sunshine State claim thousands of prescription painkillers meant for veterans have been stolen over the last couple of years. Oxycodone seems to be the most popular drug for thieves. The VA says almost all the thefts happen through the mail, but Congressman Vern Buchanan says the VA must do everything in its power To prevent drug thefts. And to that end, President Trump is moving to discipline or fire incompetent Veterans Affairs managers and workers. Trump is expected to sign an executive order this week creating an Office of Accountability and Whistleblower Protection in the VA. A number of news organizations report that the order says the new office will help VA Secretary David Shulkin discipline or fire managers or employees who, quote, fail to carry out their duties in helping veterans. The office will also protect whistleblowers against managers who try to retaliate against them. Trump is expected to sign that order on Thursday.
0: That's been a long time coming, and we are glad to see it.
1: And with the news of the opioid epidemic hitting our veterans who can least afford it, you know, good timing on that. And finally, an autopsy is showing that former Happy Days star Aaron Moran likely died Moran likely died from complications of stage 4 cancer. The Harrison County Sheriff's Department and Medical Examiner issued a statement Monday detailing the finding after an autopsy was completed. The statement said no illegal drugs were found at the 56-year-old, uh, 56-year-old's old 56 year residence. Her body was found in her Indiana home on Saturday. Moran played Joni Cunningham in the hit 1970s sitcom. Ron Howard played her older brother, Richie, while Henry Winkler played the Fonz. She was also Joni loves Chachi, if oh, you're a member yeah, with Scott sure. Bayo, you know. And oh, his yeah. his statement on Facebook is, is part of the reason why I think they're coming out to say if there was any illegal sub- substances Because he had said on Facebook that, well, if you do drugs and you drink, you're going to die.
0: Yeah. Well, he didn't, you know, he could have done better, I think, in a statement with her passing, don't you think? Absolutely.
1: Especially being that they were co stars for so many years on the Happy Day spinoff. And I'm not sure if he's aware, but clean living or not, we all end up six feet under. (laughs)
0: not a case of uh, a case of when yeah exactly
1: (laughs) in death and taxes you're guaranteed but
0: but gone too soon at 56 (laughs) yeah definitely
1: wfla news time 707 hey got acne well here's some good news a vaccine might be coming wouldn't that be nice for all the parents of teenagers? It's a few years late for me, but I you know, know, there's a
0: lot of kids out there who are saying bring it on.
1: And a lot of adults as well who deal yeah, with, you true. know, adult onset acne. It's, you know, it can be a big problem, but a be. vaccine. I agree. That's some good news and you can read the details for yourself at 1025wfla.com. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now.
0: From News Radio 1025. This is Good Morning Orlando. All right, the Mud Man, the Deb Meister, and uh, Yaffe at the controls, and Michael Screening. We're getting into the Ann Coulter story here, that bastion of liberalism and one-time birthplace of the free speech movement, Berkeley in California, doing what it can to shut out conservative Ann Coulter, who's scheduled to speak. She's still headed there, and the and the lawsuits are flying against Berkeley, and I am glad to see that. That story and a couple of unlikely allies for conservative firebrand Ann Coulter all ahead here and hopefully your phone calls if the gremlins are out of the phone system we've had an exorcism going on during the seven o'clock news and hopefully that has taken stay tuned be patient with us if you will as we roll on from the front gate realty studio visit Laura has the good morning Orlando this in Orlando's news, weather and traffic just two minutes out for you on news radio 1025 WFLA you know the old expression well that won't happen until hell freezes over If I didn't know better, I thought I might have frozen over with the news that Ann Coulter is getting support from liberals Bill Maher and Bernie Sanders as she fights for the right to accept an invitation from Republican students at Berkeley University in California to be their speaker. She has a contract to speak this Thursday night, the 27th of April. And liberal Berkeley is throwing one obstacle after another in Ann Coulter's path. Berkeley fancies itself as the very birthplace of the modern free speech movement. But they only believe in free speech. These leftists who run Berkeley, and most of the student body, and not all of them, but most of the student body, are just as left as the administration. I don't think you can get into the place unless you're a card-carrying leftist. But at any rate, they're okay with free speech as long as it's liberals speaking. That's the truth of the matter. Berkeley says, well, you know, we got to have all of these conditions for Coulter to speak because we're worried about the safety of... In the wake of the riots that accompanied the appearance of Milo Yiannopoulos, who's another conservative, remember that, several months ago, and they just torched the place out there. They made it impossible with the conditions they set for conservative commentator David Horowitz to speak. At Berkeley now they're trying to do the same thing to Ann Coulter but I gotta tell you they're messing with the wrong conservative she is tough as nails and she is not backing down despite the series of conditions that Berkeley attached to her April 27th appearance telling her she had to deliver her speech in the afternoon only students could attend but they'll all be in class You see what they're trying to do out there. And the venue they would not announce until close to the event for security reasons, they said. And she said she accepted the terms. And the school called off the event anyway. They tried to move her to the 2nd of May. She says, no, I can't do that. She says, I have a contract to come on the 27th. And um, let there be no doubt about what Ann Coulter intends to do two nights from now.
6: By the way,
1: I am giving the speech. Um, I don't know. What are they going to do? Arrest me?
0: Yeah, they might well, and maybe there will be riots. Ann Coulter says, and I am with her 100% on this. Two things need to happen Berkeley needs to contract with, for all of the police it will take to guarantee her safety and security at that appearance. That's standard operating procedure for any speaker on a college campus. That's what she needs to be afforded. And Berkeley needs to put the word out, and they have not done this, to any student inciting violence associated with the Ann Coulter appearance, you will be immediately and forever expelled from the university. They have not done that. That's exactly what needs to happen. Now, you might think that it's just people like me, from the right side of the political spectrum, who would be backing Ann Coulter to the hilt. But you would be wrong. Believe it or not, Bernie Sanders and Bill Maher are coming down hard on Berkeley and supporting Ann Coulter's right to speak. You will hear from Maher, and I'll tell you what Bernie Sanders is saying, And I'll tell you about the lawsuit filed by young Republicans on the campus at Berkeley. And boy, what a difficult scenario that must be to be a Republican on the Berkeley campus demanding that the university open their doors for Ann Coulter to speak on Thursday and not keep on throwing the roadblocks in her way. We've had trouble with the phones. I will try to take calls on this, 407-916-5400. I hope you will call. The text line, I believe, is fully functional at 23680. What do you think about what's going on out there at Berkeley with Ann Coulter? Let's talk about it, shall we? And there is more to come. So Ann Coulter has some likely and some unlikely allies in her fight to exercise her First Amendment rights to free speech, to speak at Berkeley University at the invitation of some conservative student groups. Well, Berkeley's been throwing one roadblock after another because they're into free speech only when it involves liberals. They don't want conservatives on the campus. They've made it very clear. They claim that they can't provide security. They're worried about riots. When Ann Coulter speaks, well, they need to be able to provide adequate security no matter what it takes. And they need to expel any student and they need to put them on notice right now. We're going to be watching. You're involved in in fomenting violence of any kind. You will be expelled from the university and you're not coming back. The Berkeley College Republicans and the Young America's Foundation have now filed a lawsuit against members of the University of California, the entire system, for their role in restricting the speaking event featuring Ann Coulter, alleging that the administrators have unlawfully violated the students' rights to free expression on campus by placing these unusual restrictions on events that the Berkeley College Republicans have organized. The suit condemns the University of California system for failing to provide an academic environment that promotes free debate and the free exchange of ideas which students were promised at the time of their enrollment. Talks about the repressive actions of university administrators on the liberal campus at Berkeley and the campus police who have systematically and intentionally suppressed constitutionally protected expression. By, by these students and by conservative speakers. Let's listen to a really unlikely ally here for conservative Ann Coulter. Doesn't get any more liberal than than Bill Maher with his HBO show. I never listened to the thing. I guess that's where he is right now. Listen to him taking up for Ann Coulter and blasting Berkeley. Berkeley, you know, used to be the cradle of free speech, and now it's just the cradle for f-
1: babies.
0: <laughs> and I, I feel like, you know, this goes on all over the country on campuses. They invite someone to speak who's not exactly what liberals want to hear and they want to shut her. Down. I feel like this is the liberals version of book, book burning. Yeah. And it's got to stop. It really is kind of like that, isn't it? Isn't it really kind of like that? Absolutely. Bill Maher, I salute you. And Bernie Sanders doesn't get any further to the left in Congress than Bernie Sanders, the Vermont Independent. He's condemning the threats of violence. He was interviewed by the Huffington Post. He said, obviously Ann Coulter is outrageous to my mind, off the wall, but you know people have a right to give their two cents worth to give a speech without fear of violence and intimidation. Um, You know what I love, uh, Yaffe? Laffey, I'm sorry. I'm just uh, upset about this phone situation. I can't take any calls right now. It's not working. But at any rate, um, the First Amendment is so sacred in this country that you get polls apart, Ann Coulter fighting for the right to speak, and Bernie Sanders and Bill Maher fighting for her right to be heard. That I like.
2: Yeah, I, I agree, and I think they're realizing that that's the position they need to take.
0: Absolutely that They can't right.
2: need, they can't be silencing speech because I could bite them in the butt later.
0: No, no question about it. And they and I, I this is really great. Berkeley's in an interesting jam here. I can't wait to see. And I know Ann Coulter's going to show up on Thursday. Oh night. yeah, I think we'll, she will. Yeah. We'll 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 follow um, the story for you here. I know a lot of you are uh, interested in it. Um, Well, as we've been noting from a number of angles, it's going to be a wild week in Washington. And ground zero will be the White House tomorrow for something you rarely, if ever, see.
1: Yeah, where the White House is asking all 100 senators to meet about the tense situation with North Korea. The midweek briefing will be conducted by top intelligence and defense officials, along with Secretary of State Rex Tillerson. Hosting a White House luncheon for U.N. ambassadors yesterday, President Trump called North Korea a, quote, real threat to the world. Trump said many nations have had blinders on for decades when it comes to North Korea. This news brought to you by Tresco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Billionaire entrepreneur Elon Musk is developing a company that aims to link human brains with computer-based artificial intelligence. Oh, oh, oh.
0: this is real sci-fi stuff.
1: Yeah, it is. The company is called Neuralink. The man who built the electric luxury car maker Tesla, Mm -hmm. and of course, space transporter SpaceX now wants people to be able to communicate concepts to one another without having to translate them into language. Oh my goodness, Deb. Sort of like a mind meld in Star Trek. Wow. Yeah, that would be accomplished by integrating human consciousness with cloud-based artificial intelligence.
0: Boldly going where we've never gone before. You kind of wonder where this takes us.
1: Exactly. He also wants to uh, work on a way that people could text simply by thinking the thought. Wow. You know, now you have it where you, you can... You know, transcribe it. You can tell well, Siri or somebody to tap it out for you. But No more wants... texting
0: while driving save a lot of lives. Well, that depends. You could still text the 50,000-watt front porch, but you wouldn't have to take your eyes off the road to do it. That depends. Really? Well, yeah, think about it. What?
1: Would you want some of your thoughts immediately texted to somebody that you know and love? Hmm. Or would you like some time to edit?
0: Oh, you know, <laughs> if, 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 if we no longer... Have privacy between our ears. Oh. All bets are off. Oh, I'd be in serious yeah, trouble. You would be. <laughs> I would be. We don't know what's going on in there. Oh. Or we don't want to know. It's a,
1: it's a white knuckle <laughs> wild eyed ride, my friend. It really is. The last thing I want to do is text my thoughts to people. Goodness! I mean,
2: usually you say
1: what you're thinking. (laughs) Yeah, I do. So So. imagine the ones I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Wow! All right, exactly. That was a thought, isn't that? Doesn't that just really puts it in perspective, doesn't it? The flying car company Aeromobile is showing off its new model and is ready to take pre-orders. But in case you know, some days you want to not drive the Lincoln, you maybe want to fly into work.
0: Oh man! Oh man! I don't know. You know, I, I saw some video of that. They were testing it over water. That's a different one. Oh, it is? Because I thought they were kind of wimping out because they didn't have to worry about hitting the pavement if the no. thing didn't, this, <laughs> the motor died. This, this bad boy is, yeah, yeah that's
1: a prototype. If It's kind of like, um, I can't remember what they're calling it. I'll, I'll okay, look into that okay. one. But this one, the Slovakian company rolled out the new aero model last week to make good on its promise to offer a flying car to the public this year. Aeromobile says models that are pre-ordered this year will be delivered by 2020. The Aeromobile transforms from road to air mode in less than three minutes. Has top speeds of 100 miles an hour on the ground and more than 220 miles an hour in flight. The company says Aeromobile will cover around 430 miles on the ground on a tank of fuel and more than 460 miles in flight.
2: Wow! Is this one of those cars though that has like wings, like a plane that like fold out?
1: Yeah. Well, that that doesn't count. Sure, it does. Those cool futures. What is that cheating, Yaffe? What does that mean? I mean, I want
2: flying cars like in Back to the Future too, where it just looks like a
1: car and just starts like float up and hover and then. Well, fly apparently away. that's what this one will do. I mean, it you know goes from road to air mode, so I think everything kind of flips out, and then
0: you're able to take off. Until everybody you has a like flying the-
1: car, Mike, you're still going to be the coolest person
0: in traffic <laughs> with an AeroMobile. Well, that's true. You, I think it'd be okay. You, you want like the DeLorean in Back to the Future, right? Yeah. Roads. Where we're going, <laughs> we don't need roads. Exactly right. <laughs> exactly what I want.
1: Well, yeah. it's probably worth waiting for the uh for the Back to the Future DeLorean because these cool features come at a cool 1.3 million dollars. For the entry-level model.
0: Whoa. So
1: this is literally if you have money to burn. I should think. My goodness, flying cars. But still, wouldn't 2020, huh? Yeah. Three years out? 2020, we could start seeing cars taking off from gridlock on I-4.
0: Amazing. Wouldn't that be? I don't know. I'll stay with my Central Florida Lincoln MKZ wheels on the ground. Thank you very much. I don't think I have enough faith. To get in a flying car. Not sure.
1: I think I'm probably safer in the air than I am on the ground. As a driver. What, safer in the air? (laughs) Well, maybe other people around me are safer if I'm in the air (laughs) while they're on the ground. Oh,
0: man. (laughs) All right. All right, Deb Meister, thank you very much. You're welcome. She'll be back whenever the news breaks, whenever the spirit moves her. We have no idea what she's thinking. But, boy, when she starts doing news, nobody does it better, and the Debmeister will be here. Um, from Good Morning Orlando, we continue for the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit LauraHasTheBuyers.com. We featured sound from Happy Days with Aaron Moran and Joni Cunningham in yesterday's edition of our daily sound judgment game. Um, you're going to hear from somebody else today, and we still have a fabulous prize up for grabs that everybody's going for. Listen to details from Michael now.
3: Today, our winner gets a pair of special producer tickets to the International Christian Film Festival May 4th through the 6th at the Wyndham Resort in Orlando. There'll be an opening night party, red carpet award ceremony, networking seminars, and you'll get to showcase over 70 films throughout the event. Go to www.internationalcff.org for details.
0: Can't emphasize enough what a big deal this is. The producer passes will give you the run of the place for three days or something. It's quite amazing. It is the largest Christian film festival in the entire world now. It has exploded, this um, Christian film festival here in Orlando in recent years. You're going to love it. And if it's not your cup of tea, you give those passes away to somebody, and they will absolutely love them. Are you ready? I have um, a full bank of callers ready to play. i got contestants lined up on the 50,000-watt front porch. If one of them gets a wrong answer, we will open up the line again, and that will allow you in to win at 407-916-5400. If it's busy now, be ready to call when the line opens up. Here we go. I want you to listen to a familiar voice in the news talking about an issue in the news. Listen to this short piece of sound Then use your sound judgment to tell me who's talking and what he's talking about. Some estimates peg it as high as $50 billion.
6: That money could be spent a lot better elsewhere.
0: Who's talking and what's he talking about? Let's go to line one. Line one? Oh, not the phone problem, Yaffe. I'm hoping and praying that's not what it is. I'm going to put that one on hold and try. Line two, are you with me on sound judgment? Chuck Hugh Schumer about the wall. Hey, I think we got a winner. (laughs) Senator Schumer on the wall. And congratulations. I'm sorry. Sorry to line one. We just lost the caller. Yaffe, I'm telling you. You think that that monkey who's loosened a Apopka somehow got into the wiring here and has been chewing on the phone lines? What a crazy morning this has been, trying to make the phones work. We got all kinds of problems with the phones, and I am sorry about that. Hopefully we can get that connection made again with that caller who won it. So please give us a call back. We'll recognize your voice, put you on with Michael off air, and try to get you the um, uh, the prize, okay? So we'll take our best shot at it from our end. And again, we apologize for the phone issues we are having. We are working very hard to clear them up. So we continue with the Rush Morning Update just ahead. All right, Rush, always appreciate the update. Catch Rush, of course, from noon until three, right here on WFLA, News Radio 1025, WFLA FM, and AM 540, a proud iHeart radio station. Download that iHeart radio app, clear signal from anywhere on the planet. You will love it. Of course, Glenn is in between the Budman and Company and Rush from. Uh, Nine until noon, and then in the afternoon after Rush Limbaugh, Dave Ramsey for three solid hours. Now, um, we have a a texting contest. you got to get the keyword at the top of the hour, and it is our Make Your Wallet Great Again texting contest. And with a keyword, you text it, and you're in the running for $1,000 cold cash. You've got to love that. And the key word is coming up right before Deborah Roberts brings us the news, moments from now, here on Good Morning Orlando. And it's our final week of the fabulous 50,000 watt front porch contest. We're getting entries all over the place as people depict what the 50,000 watt front porch, our show, looks like in their mind. And it's very interesting. You know what we sound like, but you got to have a mental picture. Everybody does when they listen to the radio of what the 50,000-watt front porch looks like. Fabulous prizes on the line for our winner. And the winner will have their depiction of the 50,000-watt front porch used in our future station promotions. There's a Cracker Barrel rocker worth $180, which is one of the prizes. There's a $150 jewelry uh, gift certificate, a $100 restaurant gift certificate. And we'll bring you in, if you're our winner, to sit in on the show here on the 50,000-watt front porch in our newly renovated broadcast studio, which is really fantastic. Now, how do you enter? There's only a few days left. This all closes out this Sunday, April 30th. Enter now. Go to... 102.5 WFLA.com. Keyword porch and learn everything. Or if you're ready to go with your depiction of the 50,000-watt front porch, click on the homepage link and upload your graphic or picture of your artwork. Can't wait to see your entry. You could be our big winner. We will announce the winner on Good Morning Orlando next Tuesday, May 2nd. Good luck to you. Speaking of Deb with the news, she's coming up with this rare event. All 100 United States senators have been invited to the White House by President Trump for a briefing on the tense situation with North Korea and Florida honoring its fallen officers. Deborah Roberts with all the news and then a third big hour here on the 50,000-watt front porch, and we will be taking your calls on these Civil War monuments that are coming down all over the place. Um, I am not in favor of this, and I will explain why, and I want to know what you think as well. It's all ahead from the Front gate Realty studio visit laurahasthebuyers.com. We're glad you're with us now at 759. Good morning Orlando. Tuesday morning at the top of the eight o'clock hour. we are delighted you've joined us and just in time for the very latest on Orlando's news weather and traffic here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger.
1: And I'm Deborah Roberts, and our top stories this morning, Senators head to the White House for a briefing on North Korea, and Florida honors its fallen officers. We'll have the details coming up in one minute.
0: More and more Civil War monuments are being taken down. I see this as a victory for the left, and I wonder why we're letting them get away with it, next on Good Morning Orlando.
1: Good Tuesday morning it's 804 on News Radio 1025 and a fairly rare move the White House is hosting all 100 senators this week to discuss the tense situation with North Korea. White House spokesman Sean Spicer said the midweek briefing will be conducted by top intelligence and defense officials. The briefers will be Secretary Tillerson and Mattis Director Coates and General Dumford. The White House briefing, which was convened by Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, will take place at 3 p.m. A similar briefing for the House of Representatives is reportedly in the works as well. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The Tennessee man accused of kidnapping a teen and bringing her to California is going to remain behind bars. Tad Cummins was arraigned in the Sacramento court yesterday afternoon. A federal judge determined the 50-year-old former teacher was a flight risk and ordered him held without bond. The ruling came after prosecutors detailed his plans to take 15-year-old Elizabeth Thomas to Mexico. They say Cummins even got a small boat and did a test run of his plan to flee to Mexico from San Diego. Cummins is expected to be extradited to Tennessee on kidnapping and sex crime charges. Cummins and Thomas were found last week in a remote Northern California community after disappearing in early March. Back in the Sunshine State, the courtyard of the state capitol was packed with cops, deputies, troopers, and special agents as they honor the officers who died last year in the line of duty. University of Central Florida Police Chief Richard Berry, baby brother of uh, former Orange County Sheriff Kevin Berry, has spent 40 years in law enforcement, and he says these are the most challenging times since the 1970s.
0: The last five years have been difficult for everyone that wears a badge. Sadly, most of the anti-law enforcement sentiment is based on false narrative, blatant lies, and political agendas.
1: Despite the current backlash over police shootings, Chief Barry says most Americans have a great deal of respect for their local law enforcement officers. Meanwhile, Orange Osceola State Attorney Aramis Ayala is receiving the support of varying legal experts in her federal and state lawsuits against her removal from death penalty cases. Former prosecutors, state Supreme Court justices and organizations like the ACLU and the NAACP filed friend of the court briefs for Ayala in the courts last week. Ayala is taking Governor Rick Scott to federal court over his dismissal of her from nearly two dozen death penalty cases, including the Markeith Lloyd double murder trial due to her conscientious stance against capital punishment.
0: We've talked about that a lot, haven't we, Deb? Here? Yeah, we have. Yeah, I'm on the governor's side on this. It's interesting, though, where all the support for Ayala is coming from. We'll keep following that story for sure.
1: Yeah, we most certainly will. And uh, finally, this morning, this is interesting. Mm-hmm. We, we all know this guy's... Uh, Tends to be a little bit on the kooky side, but Philippine President Rodrigo Duterte says he will eat the livers of
0: terrorists. He just needs a little
1: salt and vinegar.
0: Oh, I love this guy!
1: Yeah, I would have thought some favo thought beans was, and Chianti.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was a nut job, but he may he be onto something here.
1: No stranger to making outrageous statements, the man who once called the Pope a. I can't even say it was responding to the latest attack in the uh, island nation by jihadist terror group Abu Sayyaf. He said on Monday he'd dish out to terrorist animals 50 times more than what they can bring. Duderte remains popular at home despite international criticism over his country's extrajudicial war on drugs that has killed thousands.
0: What what is it now a little a little salt and pepper and, and... Uh, he
1: needs a little salt and vinegar but if you were following the Anthony Hopkins character in uh Sons Silence of, of the Lambs. lambs. Yeah, that with fava beans and Chianti, which was an oh, that's line. where that
0: came from. I knew that I heard that somewhere. Yeah, and
1: he <laughs> ad libbed that. That was not in the script. Anthony Hopkins. Yes, theme? when yeah. he went, you know, have his liver with some fava beans <sighs> and Chianti. <laughs>
0: That's just one of the scariest characters ever put on the screen. Oh, man. Anyway.
1: WFLA News Time 808. Check out News Radio 1025, WFLA's 50,000 watt front porch logo contest at 1025wfla.com. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now.
0: News weather traffic this is good morning orlando on news radio 1025 yeah as i was saying it's the final week of the contest fabulous prizes on the line learn more and enter go to 1025 wfla.com keyword porch it's fantastic next tuesday morning we will select a winner right here deb On the 50,000-watt front porch, one week from today.
1: And we have a killer list of prizes for the design that is chosen.
0: Oh, yeah. I ran through some of them just before you came in here with the news at the top of the 8 o'clock hour. Um, uh, Yaffe's in the control room, and Michael is screening calls. And I really want to know where you are on this ongoing process of removing Civil War-era history from public view. More of these monuments are coming down. Um, and, and, and to me, there's a political component to this and I've got a huge problem with what's going on here and I'll share the latest with you. Dad, well,
1: you're not the only one, uh, police officers in new Orleans have uh, been receiving death threats as, as they have been removing some of those civil war monuments yeah, this from is, the Crescent city. Th-
0: this is where the focal point is now what's right. going on in new Orleans. And I'll tell you how this decision was reached and it's the ultimate tyranny of the minority by a small group of left-wingers, and we across this country are letting them get away with it, and our history is being erased. Um, we need to talk about this, and I will be taking your phone calls. We think that the gremlins have been exorcised from the phone system, so call us at 3, well, 407-916-5400 would be the number. I can't even remember the number. How are we ever going to take calls, <laughs> Yaffe, yeah, if you give the wrong number? That is not going to work. 407 916 Fifty four hundred. Where are you in the removal of these Civil War era monuments? Should they go or should they stay? I think you can detect exactly where the Bud Man comes from on this. Let's talk about it. We'll have um, that in Orlando's news, water and traffic in just two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA.
1: Are you thinking of selling your home and joining the red hot real estate market? Well, why list your home with an ordinary real estate agent when you can truly call one of the top real estate teams in Orlando? And that's not just according to me. That's according to Real Trends and Orlando Style Magazine. So call my friend Laura Peterson of Frontgate Realty, and here is why. Laura has developed exclusive consumer programs that are simply just not offered by other agents. On average, Laura can get you over 8% more money, and she sells 55% faster than the average real estate agent. Laura Peterson gets results. So why call just anyone who can put a sign in your yard and drag strangers through your home on a weekend? Get the best. In fact, Laura is so confident your home will sell, she will guarantee it in writing. So take down Laura Peterson's phone number now, 321-210-2692. You can also find out everything you need to know at laurahasthebuyers.com.
0: I really do think this ongoing process of removing Civil War-era monuments from the public square is, is a movement by the left. And they're scoring one victory after another. Because we are guilty, guilt-ridden, and, 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 and it's an era of political correctness. And yes, these symbols from the Confederacy... You know, the Confederacy, they lost the war. At the time, they had an economic system that was dependent on slavery. Now, 150-plus years later, we must remove these monuments, Robert E. Lee memorials. that have been in place forever because it's offensive to too many people. The problem is most of the people want these symbols of history to continue to exist in public view. Not because they are an endorsement of slavery, the farthest thing from anybody's mind. But because they are symbols of history, these things happened, these people lived, these battles were fought. And history is important. They say those who do not learn from history are doomed to repeat it. But let me give you what's going on and why I say, without any question, that this is one victory after another by the left, and we're letting them get away with it because we feel too guilty to to protest. Or we don't understand how serious this problem is becoming. In New Orleans, the removal of Civil War era monuments is underway. They're doing it in the middle of the night because there's been such a public backlash about it. It's all being driven by the Democrat mayor, Mitch Landrieu, and the Democrat-controlled city council. They voted to remove four Civil War era monuments from the heart of New Orleans that have been there for generations, including a monument to the great Confederate General Robert E. Lee, three other monuments as well. Despite the fact that a poll taken by a local television station in New Orleans of the people of that great city showed that 68% of New Orleans residents opposed the removal of these monuments and or the renaming of the same, only 18% supported the removal But the Democrat mayor and the Democrat council took action anyway. And they say the removal of the monuments is a celebration of diversity. Here's a quote from the Democrat mayor in New Orleans. The removal of these statues sends a clear message that New Orleans celebrates our diversity. What's done is done. We will no longer allow the Confederacy to be put on a pedestal in the heart of our city. Do you support the removal of these Civil War era monuments? We almost lost our Confederate soldier um, memorial and monument at Lake Eola a couple of years ago. And it still could be removed at some point. This is going on all over the country. Charlottesville, Virginia, they've taken down or they're taking down the General Lee Memorial in the town square. They're trying to sell it off with a provision that it can never be displayed in public again, maybe at a museum somewhere. I find this disturbing. I find that this is a close cousin to the Nazis' burning books. Am I too dramatic? Or the Taliban destroying religious symbols. Remember that when they came on the scene? This is what's going on here with American history. And I think it's outrageous. Why are we letting the liberals get away with this? You tell me, 407-916-5400. Hopefully the phones are working because I cannot wait to talk this over with you. Our text line is working at 23680. We'll have more on that in a moment. There are moving four Civil War era monuments in the heart of New Orleans. The mayor and the council, all Democrats, all liberals, Say it's in the name of diversity that these are racist symbols. And this is going on, and we're letting them get away with it across the land. I'd like to know what you think. Line two goes to Steve and Maitland. Good morning, Steve.
3: Good morning, bud, Um, and how are you doing this
0: morning? I'm Um, doing very well. Now that the phones are working, it's great to be able to talk with you.
3: Fantastic. I think if you look at the four statues, you have to look at them in two groups. The first ones are the ones celebrated at Confederate War leaders, the, the one for Robert E. Lee, the one for Jefferson Davis, and the one for General Borga. I can understand wanting to keep those up as an element of history. To bring in your Hitler comparison, it would be like if the Germans wanted to keep statues of Rommel and Göring floating around. I don't agree with it, but I can understand why people would want it. The fourth statue, trying to defend the statue for the Battle of Liberty Place, is indefensible. It's not a Civil War era thing. It's a Reconstruction era. No, it's
0: thing. later it than that, right? It was an ugly, an ugly scenario that came out of the issues that triggered the Civil War.
3: It celebrates the uprising of the Crescent City white fleet
0: right. against
2: the
3: Reconstruction government, it involved the killing of a multiracial police officer, and in 1832, or 1932, a white supremacist message was put
0: on it. But it it's doesn't glorify a- it, it simply reminds us of some of these things that actually happened. It's good to know what happened, good and bad. It isn't glorifying it or advocating it.
3: And you put it in a museum, which is where it belongs. When it gets All to the right. public square, something that controversial, that glorifies
0: it. All right. How come the people in the poll, 68% of them, don't want what the minority on the council and the mayor have just gone ahead and done, and they did it in the dead of night or started it? in Claremont, where are you on this issue of us losing our Civil War monuments to these liberals and uh, and everybody's just letting them get away with it?
4: Well, I'm right there with you, bud. In 2012, a Concerned Citizen group that I belong to, we went to movies, and in the paragraphs, in the movies, you know how they have a paragraph at the beginning, maybe, and a paragraph at the end? Well, then we we saw words like imaginings, new founding fathers. Why would they have these terms in there if they're not going, you know, if that's just changing our culture They're taking down our identity, our history, that we don't need to let them win this whole thing.
0: I agree with you, Anne, 100%. Now let's see what our friends on the text line have to say, Yaffe.
2: Yes, one person thinks that banning, it's wrong to erase history, whether it's good or bad, kind of the point you've been making. Another person says, if Rome toppled all the statues and tributes to the monsters of the world, all the history would be lost. You don't have to hold these people in high regard. You can put a plaque telling the story of these people, but at least the history remains.
0: I had a a kind of a scary thought as I projected all of this movement toward erasing Civil War symbols across this country, being driven by the liberals, okay? And it really is, almost exclusively, um, about what the future might be like when they teach the Civil War in our public schools in the hands of liberal leadership. I wonder if it might be to the point where they teach the Civil War as though it really were just a civil war, nothing to really fear or anything. You know, they were all very civil. They just had a few disagreements. Well, what about all these reports that 600,000 people were killed? Oh, that's just, those are just rumors fomented by those nasty conservatives. What about all those old photographs? Well, it's all photoshopped. Don't worry, little Johnny, it didn't really happen. Nothing to be disturbed about. It was really a very civil war. I just wonder. I wonder if that's where we're headed a generation for now. I just wonder. (sighs) These things happened. They need to be remembered. Not erased from our view. Doesn't mean we're endorsing the Civil War or slavery. This was our history. Warts and all. And it should be Preserved and remembered. Period. All senators head to the White House for a briefing on North Korea, and one of the nation's oldest trees is going away. Deborah Roberts updating the news at the bottom of the hour. Good morning, Orlando, at eight thirty now. Deb and I've been talking off the air. You no fan of having our Civil War monuments removed from public view, are you? I
1: just don't believe that removing history erases history. And I think you can't learn from history if you try to if you try to bury it. So let's see if uh, Pim will agree for me from Orlando.
4: Why, absolutely.
1: Well, that's smart man. Thank you,
4: Pim. (laughs) What can I say? Well, I got to tell you earlier, Bud said it best. He's he's ultimately wonderful. He said, I know know. you're doomed if you don't learn from history.
0: Well, I stole a quote there. That's not mine.
4: It's been okay. around forever. <laughs> well, it was a good one. It's been around forever.
1: And it is and, a good reminder.
4: It is a good reminder. It makes me think about things and I think about this is an unusual situation and I understand there's some people that press it harder than others and I've worked a long time trying hard not to be prejudiced. And I'm I'm a white guy. There's only so much I can do. I'm sorry.
1: No, I understand. Uh, you know, I kind of look at this as like, you know, if they demolished Auschwitz, it wouldn't make the Holocaust disappear.
4: Oh, that's outstanding. And if they removed every street from every city that was Martin Luther King Drive, life would continue.
1: Well, you know, I, I think we, we don't want I, I think it's wrong to focus on the particular race sensitivities in these cases. You can look at I mean, just out west, they had some families. Visiting uh, an internment camp and a museum is getting ready to open next week for this particular internment camp where Japanese-Americans right. were kept. So, again, it's a symbol of an ugly chapter of our history, but wiping it away doesn't make it go away.
0: No, nope. hey, absolutely hey, right. Yeah. Hey, Bud. Yes, sir. She is good. Oh yeah. It's the best. <laughs> that's why I just keep quiet and let her talk. And you're because no, 'cause you're married. You're you're all you're always better. Pim Pim, as you will learn what I've learned, you're always better off agreeing with a debmeister because she's very, very difficult to defeat in a debate. <laughs> no, I'm not. Oh yes you are because you're very well versed. You well, always back up your opinions very well. Thank you. And and, and oh, at, at any rate, Pim, thank you very much. Don't yeah. be a stranger. Call us again. Let's update the news if we can.
1: Yeah, it was good hearing from Pim. He was a first-time caller,
0: right? I believe that's true. Yeah. I've never had that name on the screen before.
1: Our big story of the day today, Bud, is the White House announced it would host an unusual private briefing on North uh, Korea for the entire Senate Wednesday afternoon. That's 100 senators that are going to be packed into the Situation Room at the White House. In the meantime, North Korea is observing the 85th anniversary of its army with the staging of a huge live fire artillery drill south korea says the exercises got underway today and that it's monitoring them closely word comes as the nuclear powered submarine the uss michigan arrives in the region ahead of a u.s carrier air carrier group led by the uss vinson and this news brought to you by trusco bank florida's hometown bank this makes me sad What's that? A 600-year-old tree that has been watching over a New Jersey community and a church is about to be removed. Crews descended upon the Basking Ridge Presbyterian Church yesterday to begin removing the imposing white oak tree, believed to be among the oldest in the nation. Why? Well, the tree began showing rod and weakness in the oh. last couple of years, and arborists determined that it wouldn't be able to withstand any more harsh winters or spring storms, but I mean, this is not only a 600-year-old tree, so it outdates our country, but according to legend, the tree was also once a favorite picnic site for George Washington.
0: Oh, my goodness. Too bad. But if it's a matter of it's just, you know, no longer safe standing and it's growing weaker, it's not that we're going to bulldoze it for a shopping mall parking lot for a mall that nobody will go to.
1: No, definitely not, oh, okay. but still.: I
0: don't feel so bad, but it's, it's sad to see, see it yeah. go. Ooh.
1: And then I bring you this bud, just because yeah. it's a piece of American, I know you'll appreciate two U.S. researchers say they found only the second known parchment copy of the Declaration of Independence. Yeah. The Harvard Archive found it at a records office in England. After tracking down a lead, they came across a historic document database. The only other parchment copy is on display at the National Archives in Washington. The copy looks to date from the 1780s and likely belonged to the Duke of Richmond, who supported the colonies during the Revolutionary War. Think the Brits ought to give it back? I think they were trying to hide it from us.
2: We whooped them. <laughs> We yeah, they them. stuffed it in a drawer. Yeah, just,
1: exactly. Yeah. Now this will never come to be. <laughs>
6: We're not wow. giving it back, I'll tell you right now. We're keeping it right over here. You're not getting it back. You got your own, you know.
0: <laughs> okay, we'll follow it. Deb, thank you. You're welcome. Fox fired Bill O'Reilly, their big star, while he was on vacation over the sexual allegations against him by multiple women over many, many years. O'Reilly has returned from his vacation to the Vatican. He's not on Fox, of course, but on his website, he's got a podcast. First airing of it was last night at 7 o'clock. He called it his no-spin news, and for about 20 minutes, 19 minutes of it was his take on the issues of the day. But for about one minute, he talked about his own situation. A little bit cryptic, but here's what O'Reilly had to say.
6: I am sad that I'm not on television anymore. I was very surprised how it all turned out. I can't say a lot because there's much stuff going on right now. But I can tell you that I'm very confident that truth will come out. And when it does, I don't know if you're going to be surprised, but I think you're going to be shaken as I am. There's a lot of stuff involved here. Now, I can't say any more because I just don't want to influence the flow of the information. Okay, I don't want the media to take what I say and misconstrue it. And you, as a loyal O'Reilly listener, have a right to know, I think, down the lane, what exactly happened. And we are working uh, in that direction. Okay?
0: All right, so he's got a podcast every night on his website. It's free this week. Then you got to be a premium-paying member starting next week. He's going to do this on a nightly basis. Yaffe, yeah, what do you think he meant there? I mean, uh, there's oh, a lot man. of stuff going on. I don't know if you'll be surprised when it all comes out, but I think you'll be shaken just as I am. I don't know what that means.
2: Yeah, it could be a number of things. It there's no way back.
0: There's no way back onto Fox for O'Reilly. How do you think Fox is going to do without Bill O'Reilly as the linchpin of their primetime lineup? 407-916-5400. Text line 23680. I'll take your calls and comments. Uh, Tucker Carlson has been a ratings draw, first at 7, then at 9. Now they've moved him to the O'Reilly slot at 8. And he started last night with about 20 seconds, a very classy commentary on how much he admired the work that Bill O'Reilly did on the air.
4: Well, good evening. For those of you tuning in tonight, expecting to see someone different in this anchor chair, I know the feeling well. I watched Bill O'Reilly at this hour for years, and I always marveled at how well prepared he was, how tough he was, and how crisply and directly he expressed his views. What O'Reilly did was not easy. He set a high bar, and I'm going to do my best to meet it. Thanks for sticking with us.
0: I watched a part of, um, of Tucker's show last night. I, I think he's a terrific interviewer. It's a totally different feel than O'Reilly. There's nobody like O'Reilly, but I I think they'll do okay. I I, I still think they're going to dominate Fox News. Moving the 5 to 9, the ensemble with Kimberly Guilfoyle and Greg Gutfeld and the rest of them there, that's a different thing to get used to in prime time, but I think that'll work as well, uh, followed by Hannity staying in his 10 o'clock slot. Uh, How do you think this revamped primetime lineup is going to work? How will Fox do moving forward without O'Reilly? I can tell you that a bunch of the big-time advertisers that had bailed on O'Reilly came back. That was evident on Tucker's show last night. How is this going to play moving forward minus O'Reilly? And what about having him on a podcast? Yaffe, you know what? It's almost like, you know, if I had a CEO of a big company that got fired and then I found him taking tolls on the 417. It just feel like, felt like uh, such a comedown to me, uh, to him on the on the podcast. The sound quality was tinny.
2: Well, I, yeah, I will say this, and I don't know if that was just because from the video we used, it was different, but the quality was not very good. Oh. That being said, you can be very successful now doing a podcast. Well, wait a minute.
0: You can't be a Bill O'Reilly. He's, they can't even approach it. it. would be a minuscule percentage of what he had in terms of a, of a viewership, don't you think?
2: Um, maybe because it's him, but there are, like I said, there are very, very successful podcasts out there. Okay. Adam Carolla is one of them has millions. All right. Of maybe I'm, maybe I'm i short,
0: but it almost felt like a, a real, a real come down. I think to it me. is for him yeah. because
2: it's not his strong okay. suit. TV is his strong suit.
0: Yeah. All right. What about O'Reilly on the podcast? What about O'Reilly? What about Fox without O'Reilly? And what do you think is going to happen to O'Reilly? Will he be back on television? Some, thinks he'll, some think he'll have his own show or he'll go with Glenn Beck or whatever else. I don't know. 407-916-5400. What the heck was he talking about in that comment he made? 407-916-5400, text line 23680. More from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. We'll update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic a final time for you in just two minutes. And then take your calls and texts on O'Reilly and Fox. All ahead here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. On Fox's future in primetime without Bill O'Reilly, I think they're going to be fine with Tucker at 8 o'clock. He's a terrific interviewer. No question about that. And he's shown that he can pull numbers in his two prior times in the evening. Okay? Uh, The ensemble of the five at 9 o'clock will be interesting. It's very, very different from what you're used to seeing on primetime cable news. Yaffe, where do you stand on Fox moving forward minus O'Reilly?
2: I think they'll do really well. I actually like. I have Tucker does a great job. They they really lucked out by having him kind of be able to just go into that role because he just I don't think anyone expected him to be as successful as he was and immediately yeah. just really successful I and mean, they just had him there and it yeah. just the timing was perfect in that situation.
0: Eric Bowling now is solo at five. The rest of his five compatriots have moved to nine o'clock. I don't know how that's going to work out. You and I don't think he's a super strong horse as a solo anchor. Um, yeah, I liked him a lot better on the 5. We'll see. Here's Rich in Alamond Springs on O'Reilly and Fox. Good morning, Rich. Good morning, bud. Hey,
7: I see that monkey. Oh, no, it's
0: just... Oh, come on now. Uh, we'll give him plenty <laughs> of room. He can be nasty.
7: Uh, hey, bud, before I give you my O'Reilly prediction, uh, did the White House ever call you to thank you for basically delivering the state of Florida in the election more than any other media figure.
0: I have kept a vigil by the phone since the morning of November 9th, and the phone is not ringing from the White House, Rich. I don't understand it.
7: Well, here you go. Thank you very much. <laughs> anyway, I, uh, I think O'Reilly will be back after it all blows over and the courts show that these women were just lying facts that you don't believe.
0: And he'll be back, just like... Oh, they will never put him back on Fox. The women inside that organization would revolt. I I don't think... I think that's permanently broken, that relationship. You think they'll take him back after the court fight exonerates O'Reilly?
7: You got to take a stand. Hannity yesterday just sounded off against all this crap and said he's not going to take him to sue all these... The rules that just go around the fascinating characters right. everywhere you look. Well
0: and, and here um, here here you go. Here's the most here's the most damning thing for O'Reilly is the payout of thirteen million dollars of hush money. You don't pay that kind of thing just to protect your kids from some bad publicity. I I mean I think there's smoke where there's fire and, and, and the whole deal there, Rich. If, 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 I'm telling you right now, I'll let you come in here and co host the show if they bring O'Reilly back on Fox, okay?
7: Okay, I'll see you
0: there. Probably in about a uh, month. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll try to make room here for you. Okay, I don't know on that score. Interesting conversation, though, as always with a member of the best audience in talk radio. Coming up at the top of the hour, just before the news update, it's the Make Your Wallet Great Again texting contest. Get the key word coming right up here. You got to stay with us, and you can win a thousand dollars cold cash. Just text that key word. You're going to love it, and it's our final week of the 50,000-watt Front Porch Contest. we get got all kinds of uh, interesting entries where people are depicting any way they can, drawing, Photoshop, you name it, what the 50,000-watt Front Porch looks like in their mind's eye, and all you have to do to enter and learn about all the fabulous prizes for our winner, which will be picked uh, one week from today on next Tuesday, May 2nd. Good Morning Orlando, you go to 1025wfla.com, keyword porch, and, um... You can click on the homepage link, upload your graphic or your picture of your artwork. We'd love to see your entry, Yaffe. Let's talk about the um, the podcast. Let's talk about the up. Date that we have for everybody to see on the website that you do such a great job putting together every day
2: yes uh, believe it or not i do a daily recap every day that has links of all the things we talked about and the podcast of the entire show which you can get at our website 1025wfla.com click on the good morning orlando tab and it's the recap of every show so if you miss shows from last week you can get that there as well
0: yeah absolutely right terrific features there and of course it's really hard to see the video on the radio and you can definitely see it on the website so where do you go when you want to look at all of this good stuff
2: 1025 wfla.com
0: good deal that'll do it for the front gate realty studio visit Laura has com for yaffe for michael for deb and the whole team and the best audience in talk radio and all our callers thank you so much have a great day god bless you and god bless america